0: Hi everyone, this is Leaving Footprints. This is Ankit.
1: This is Meera.
0: And today we have another great episode in store for you.
1: So I'm very excited to be speaking to today's guest, Brittany O'Brien. Brittany is a music photographer who has experience taking both performance shots and candid offstage shots. I really appreciate her photos and I think her photography style is very expressive and she has the vibes of touring with the musicians. And personally, I think that she has a lot of variety of IG and web, on her website, she has a lot of variety of photos. And without further ado, hi, Brittany, how are you this morning? And can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Hi, um, thanks for having me. I am doing well. Um, I am a music photographer. I live in Los Angeles, uh, originally from the San Francisco Bay Area. It's kind of where I got my start. And, um, I really enjoy music and kind of being involved in the scene. Uh, I don't play any instruments, but I really wish I did, so my camera is kind of like my window to being part of music
1: yeah I really like that that your cam- the camera is the part of being in with music um uh, the first question I wanted to know was what made you get into photography as a profession in the first place
2: um I was kind of the person in high school that documented everything my friends did. I had like a little point and shoot camera um, and I would just bring that to school and I'd bring it outside wherever we went and take photos of everything. I just loved kind of remembering everything. So uh, my friends started playing at bands in high school and uh, after I graduated, I moved to San Francisco and met a couple local bands there and um, realized that I could kind of document the way that i did in high school but with people in bands and i was just a huge fan of music so um, i kind of combined the two loves and uh at first it didn't feel like i could make a job out of it but i'm very much the type of person that is determined to do what i want and so i was very much like i'm gonna figure out how to make this into a job um so it took a while but here we are <laughs>
0: I, uh, so you kind of mentioned that your environment kind of, especially your environment in high school, kind of just like encouraged you and give you that push to kind of go for it. So was yeah. there any specific moment where you kind of already knew that, OK, this is kind of what I wanted to do?
2: Yeah, there was a very specific moment. It wasn't until after I had moved to San Francisco, but um finished Ticket, the first band I ever toured with they uh they let me come document them on um, some of their shows they were playing with 21 pilots um on the blurry face tour so 21 pilots kind of big tour right before they turned into superstars and uh i was out on that tour and driving around with them in the van uh in seattle and i was like this is the coolest thing i could possibly do i need to figure out when i get back home how to do this again Um, So that was in 2015, in I think, October, September. Um, And that was really the moment where I went home and, and worked hard to become a full time photographer.
0: Honestly, that's really admirable that you kind of are pursuing something, which is your passion. And it's really, I think it's just encouraging to see that people going out, pursuing something in the arts, because I think a lot of people do have stigma about that.
2: Oh, definitely, and I—it's a bummer. I really wish there wasn't uh, a lot. There's a lot of stigma from parent or so, any kind of like authority figure in people's lives, and hopefully that's changing. But um, a lot of people are discouraged to kind of follow their their artistic dreams, and I think that's a, a bummer.
1: <laughs> yeah. So two things—you can't see my video, but I'm like smiling a lot because I actually found you because I was following Finish Ticket like with their music and concerts. And then I was into like photography at the time and I noticed like their pictures and that's how I found you. And um,
2: oh, awesome.
1: Yeah, it was it's super cool. And then just mentioning 21 Pilots and that whole era kind of thing. I remember being super bummed because I didn't get to go to the Finish Ticket 21 Pilots concert and I like both oh, of them. No. So, but it's, it's all good. I saw both of them after Like couple of times anyways and then the second thing uh since we're talking about kind of like the stigma of pursuing career in arts i want to kind of go off of that um you know like it, it could stop people from pursuing their dreams and first i i don't know personally but it seems like the stigma might be less than before because i feel like there's more of a demand for creatives now and so did you ever have to deal with like the discouragement or internal struggle to pursue this career in photography and if so, like, what did you do to overcome that challenge?
2: That's a great question. I um, did, I had nothing but support from my immediate family, which was really <laughs> awesome. Um, they were very much like, you know, you, do you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a lot of internal uh, struggle because it's a, it's incredibly difficult c- career to pursue and you, get, mm-hmm. you face a lot of rejection. Um, mm-hmm from the world and from, you know, in emails and a lot of critical feedback and it doesn't feel like it's a possible thing to do. Uh, mm-hmm. so there's plenty of times where I'd be like, this is crazy. I should pursue in quotes, a real career. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also was just incredibly determined to kind of fight against that, um, that negativity and kind of find my way. So I didn't ever let it fully st- discourage me from from keep going.
1: Yeah, I, I really admire that um I always admire seeing people career uh, person careers in arts like with photography and my sister she's a pastry chef and it's just like it's very admirable cuz you're mm-hmm. kind of you know like quote like what you're saying quote from like a normal job you're kind of straying away and that takes a lot of courage and obviously right. like you're dealing with internal struggles and like you said the world is rejecting you and it's just like, it makes such a strong person, I feel like, to go that way. And I personally appreciate it as well, because it's a very expressive career with photography and pastry chef. Like, I, I really appreciate that, just seeing that.
2: Oh, Thank you. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, mean I think it's awesome that you guys are out here um, starting and running a podcast. You know, same kind of thing. You're doing something a lot of people think that they could do, but don't do. So it's the same kind of thing, you know, running something creative. It's pretty awesome.
0: Kind of going off that, so um, you spoke about the different bands you've worked with. And I think a lot of our listeners um, spoke about like how they liked when our previous uh, guests spoke about dealing with imposter syndrome. Can you kind of talk about like how you've been dealing with that? Because that is something which a lot of people do kind of experience <laughs> during uh, just like when they're working in the professional field, especially in the arts and everything.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I deal with a <laughs> I deal with a, a pretty, you know, I go in waves of being really confident that I'm, I should be here and doing what I'm doing and that I'm good at it. And then like every creative, I'm sure you deal with waves of this is insane. I'm falling behind. I i don't feel like I belong in this career. Um, and it's just something that I think when you're pursuing um, a independent, uh, and like self-run, self-employed kind of freelance-based career, you're going to have to deal with those uh, struggles. I don't think they ever really go away. And it's a bummer, but there's a lot of um, encouragement from the people around you reminding you that you're doing this for a reason. And I think that can help pull myself and, you know, other creatives out of those moments of doubt as uh, being reminded by the people you care about. So I think being a freelance artist really requires um, uh, a pretty good... Like uh, security system from the people around you, or or like a team of people that are there to remind you why you're doing it and uh, encourage you to continue doing it. I think social media is also a nightmare. It's um, (laughs) nothing but nothing but bad for everyone, in my honest opinion. I don't think it's a good thing, really, um, except for like kind of showing people the larger world outside of their circle. I think that's the great part, but. In terms of self-esteem and especially in in the creative world, I think it's nothing but bad. So kind of having people remind you that it's, you know, nothing, stop comparing yourself to other people or, um, you know, it doesn't matter what people think of you online, just kind of post what you want. I think those are all important aspects to keep you from dealing with severe imposter syndrome.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's really important to just remember to be true to ourselves because, I think we kind of think we have to present a version of ourselves to other people to appease them. And I completely agree with you that it's important to kind of encourage everyone around us to just be comfortable in their own skin and just like be themselves. So you kind of spoke about like the people around you have kind of influenced you a lot. So do you have any influences when you were starting off like your friends, your family, other photographers, mentors, etc.?
2: Oh, totally. Absolutely. My biggest influence was a photographer named Andy Baron. He was foster the people's photographer at the time, kind of in the peak of their pumped up kicks era. And, um, I was obsessed with his work. Um, he was so good at capturing them behind the scenes and, uh, the foster the people at the time never really credited him online. So I, uh, had no idea who he was for the longest time, but I was just obsessed with their photos and when I found out who he was, I just couldn't get enough. I would just look at his work all the time. So he was huge for me. And then I discovered this other artist named Pune Ghana. Um, and she is a, a portrait and live music photographer who still to this day is probably one of my biggest influences. Um, she's an incredible artist. So early on, those two were like my immediate influences um, with, the, with the larger icon in my life being Annie Leibovitz. Um, she's just you know, everything I've ever wanted to be. But um the the three of them kind of molded my uh my journey a little bit, helped me kind of become who I am in a way.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, going off of that, I guess like so you're talking about who were some influences and I guess what what gives you inspiration and like what is your favorite image about?
2: Hmm. Um that was interesting. That's a good question. <laughs> I find a lot of inspiration uh in the mundane, um, in normal day-to-day life. Uh, I think being able to photograph and find beauty in something that you look at all the time and looking at it in a new way, that's like um, looking at it in a way that makes you want to frame it, I think is a big centerpiece to my work. Um, My favorite thing to do is kind of just like capture moments that seem very regular and make Mm -hmm. them into something that's lasting. Um, So I love to just look out the window and find inspiration just by looking at, you know, dead trees or Mm -hmm. birds sitting on like branches or just something very simple and kind of looking at it in a new way. Um, So a lot of my favorite images are just raw energy like that, just really raw Mm. moments. Um, And the one that comes to my head most often when I think about that is um, uh, a photo that I took um, of uh, the guitar player of Pico Campus, Nathan Stalker. He's looking out the window of our bus and um, we're at like a bus um, cleaner, like a car wash. Mm. And he's just looking out the window uh, at the moon but just sitting there, you know, the bus window is all wet from, from the car wash and his face is reflected with the moon in the window of the bus. But it wasn't framed at all or thought about. I just kind of pulled out my camera and, and took it. And, um, and those kind of moments, I think, are my favorite types, just real things.
1: Yeah, I, I love that. And like it goes hand in hand. I feel like with, um, you know, like touring with the band, like you're not really just like waiting for a moment but you see something and you just click a picture and it ends up being something beautiful
2: That's,
1: yeah, that is the, the yeah. goal <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah I also like I I like that because I try to take photos as well like I'm not like a professional or anything but I get so discouraged sometimes where I'm just like well I don't know what to take a picture of. like there's nothing around me but it's like kind of inspiring you know you just take a picture and like obviously you put some thought into it but it's like you don't have to have like something perfectly framed or an idea in mind. Like you can just take a picture and see how that goes.
2: Yeah, I, that's what I do every day as <laughs> practice. I just walk around LA and I'll just look at stuff, be like this church, the way the lights hitting mm-hmm. this church is really cool. I'm just gonna take a picture of it. But it, you know, it's the same thing that's been there for a hundred years.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so it's just, I like to just practice by photographing basically nothing, just life. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's all about perspective. <laughs> hmm definitely.
0: Yeah, I think the uh, the aspect that it's extremely spontaneous kind of just makes it even better that this was not necessarily a planned moment. I think, as you said, like super raw. So I think another question which I would have is that what has been the most unique experience in your career so far?
2: Oh, it's a good question. Oh, man. Um, let's see. The most unique experience I've had um, was probably getting to go yeah getting to go to um new zealand with hippocampus uh last march i that's very uh, march 2019 um that's a very kind of untoured area you know people go to australia and then go to korea but new zealand doesn't really um bands don't really find themselves there a lot so we got a very unique opportunity because one of the members of the band has family there um So in between there, Australia and Korea leg, we kind of got to go spend a week, seven or eight days in New Zealand and uh, kind of like take a break because we, the tour we were on was like 14 months. So there wasn't much time to rest ever. So getting to go and and rest in like on an island that not many people I know have got to visit felt really special and uh, really kind of re upped my love for the idea of tour and just the the adventure that you don't know what's going to come next. I didn't know a month before that I was going to be in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was just really special to kind of get to end up there photographing um, in a place I'd never thought I'd visit and kind of like learning more about my subjects um, in like a restful atmosphere versus working all the time. And um, it was just probably something I'll never do again. So it was really special. Yeah, New Zealand seems like a beautiful
1: place to be in, <laughs> so that's really awesome. Yeah. Really yeah. awesome.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, And so my next question is, because you're speaking of these, you know, unique opportunities, like you got to go to New Zealand, and you also got to take pictures of 21 pilots and finish ticket together, so just for people also listening, like, how do you set goals for yourself with freelance photography? Like, can you explain maybe the process of finding these opportunities or, you know, like working with specific bands or people?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so basically, I guess to answer this question, I'm going to talk about something else really quick that mm-hmm. I'm, in, I'm doing a project um, right now, focusing on uh, crew members around the country and how they've been suffering and surviving during COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, so all these kind of people that tour and I've been talking about a little bit about this with the people I'm interviewing, um, because a lot of them have ended up in their positions based on waiting and just seeing what would happen when it comes to opportunity. So Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, careers on the road come out of nowhere. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of one of those life decisions where you say, do I take this or do I not? And either way, it's going to change your life a little bit um so the the finished ticket and 21 pilots you know that was just insane opportunity for me because the band was offered this and they almost turned it down in the beginning oh. um because they they you know they're they, they were like our music doesn't sound like that you know we probably yeah. should wait and find a different tour but they're like no let's do it and so yeah. they therefore you know i got to end up there so it's a lot of um a lot of like on the spot decisions the the very first tour i ever did uh, outside of Finish Jigget it was with Fits and the Tantrums and mm-hmm. it was because they had seen my work with Finish Ticket while we were touring together mm-hmm. and um, they offered me the job kind of on the spot on tour with Finish Jigget. The, That's their, awesome. um, yeah. their, finish, their, their tour manager was like do you want this or not and kind of just have to I was terrified of the idea of leaving the only band I knew and starting mm-hmm. a, a job with a band I had never worked with I didn't know and sleeping on their bus and mm-hmm. you just kind of have to say yes to extreme decisions um in freelance in freelance sometimes that might extreme decision might be it's unpaid or Mm -hmm. it might be like a five-hour drive or you know just like things that seem uncomfortable and not worth it Mm -hmm. will end up being worth it down the road um later so that's what i think everyone that's on the road has learned is you got to do you got to say yes to the extreme extremes to get a career here
1: yeah I I really um like I I, it's kind of inspiring even just outside of that field because I do think taking risks and being more spontaneous always usually always ends up in a really good experience um personally like with this podcast I was terrified like I am a very anxious and not uh what's the word not extroverted so I was super Mm -hmm. scared but doing it I realized like this is helping me a lot and like, you know, with talking and getting to know people. So I totally agree, like taking that risk and just going for the most extreme. I feel like it does always
2: end up helping in the end. Yes. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that.
0: So you, you uh, we were talking about your travel experiences with like um, the bands you've worked with, but due to COVID, of course we can't travel around. So. I think your job was definitely must have had a hit over there. So how did you keep yourself busy and just kind of keep yourself active in the professional world and also outside the professional world?
2: Yeah, it's been a wild year. Um, I, I am a man. I love to be busy. I love projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, as soon as COVID happened, looked at it as an opportunity to, to try something new and to kind of pivot into an unexplored territory for me personally in photography. So I kind of use it as an opportunity to um, photograph the people around me instead of the artists, um, Mm -hmm. including myself. I practice a lot doing portraits with me and kind of on nature. And I would just go on photo walks and and photograph, you know, like COVID things that I'd never seen before. You know, the grocery store being out of food or the signage that Mm -hmm. said just weird signs. Um, And it was just kind of like, I thought, a unique once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to kind of slow down, do nothing, and practice. Um, So I just kind of looked at it as an opportunity, uh, I guess, an opportunity through despair. Um, And I, uh, I turned it into a project called From Lockdown with Love, which is all about just kind of the stuff I saw in the beginning period, and I ended up using FaceTime as a a tool and was photographing a lot of the artists I work with uh, through FaceTime. That was a fun Mm -hmm. period. Um, So I just kind of kept myself busy with projects and then I ended up landing a grant that is now uh, funding me to do this project um, about crew workers in America and how the touring industry kind of is the last to open. Um, So that has been my my whole focus since December is this project Um, and probably will be all year. So I've luckily kind of stayed busy in photography, but, um, you know, I'm not staying busy in the world that kind of I love, obviously, which is live music. So professionally, it's been um, a challenge to feel like staying engaged uh, in that sector of the world. So I've kind of wanted to get offline, spend less time like worrying about, you know, the, the people they, that follow me and that, that care about what I post. And for a while there, it was like, the people are, they don't care about anything outside of live music. So like, why should I have a social media profile anymore? And mm-hmm. um, I had to kind of deal with realizing that that, that doesn't matter. So that goes back to the, you know, imposter syndrome that we talked about earlier. Yeah. But, <clears throat> yeah it's uh, been a, it's been a good year. I think overall for, for just creativity and learning
1: yeah I'm excited to see more about your uh crew members um sorry project that you're working on with the COVID-19 stuff um also like, I noticed I think on your Instagram you posted about women who tour which I'm also really excited mm-hmm. to learn more about because I feel like that's a really interesting subject that people don't usually talk about I feel I am not entirely sure but it's not
2: something I've really looked into before so I'm excited oh, totally um, that kind of was born out of the idea of this project. I'm working on the coop project. Uh, when I was trying to find people to interview, uh, you know, the, a lot of the touring world is mm-hmm. just, is just white men. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I had to kind of dig layers deeper to get women and people of color in this project. Cause I want to represent everyone that's mm-hmm. that tours. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is crazy that it's this hard to find women that are like, besides photographers there's a lot of female photographers but that are doing monitors or front of house or driving any of the other jobs um Mm -hmm. so I mean I have at this point found a lot but it took a while and Mm -hmm. I was like there should be a space for uh bands to hire you know females instead of always having the excuse um we don't know anyone that's a woman in that job yeah. So I was like, they're out there. Um, but you know, people just don't know who they are, or where to find them. So I thought it would be a cool space to just host people's resumes that artists can kind of go and be like, Oh, you know, this woman, she does lighting. Let's you know, let's check her out and maybe bring her on the road. So it's just kind of thought it'd be a cool tool to, um, get women who work in the industry out on tour uh, and, and known about. And then, uh, a space where those women can kind of leave tips and um, talk about their experiences with getting on the road for women that want a career in touring, but don't know where to start Um, because, you know, there's not really much taught about it, especially to young women in school that you could be doing monitors or mixing sound for a band. So it felt like a cool space to kind of uh, get women interested in careers that have been um, historically kind of, all men all the time
1: yeah I think that's amazing like being able to provide these opportunities that maybe some women didn't even know they could get to and learning from other women like that is important in every field it's like we're in mm-hmm. we're, we're in the field of data analytics and I feel that here too so I, I think mm-hmm. yeah so I think it's really amazing
2: that you're providing this platform for women who want to go on tour
1: um, yeah
2: it's uh, it, I'm really hoping it turned out the way I wanted to there's you know there's a lot of um how do I say this right there's a a lot of like performativeness uh when it comes to kind of I don't know how to like women in the industry and not a lot of action Mm -hmm. um so I've noticed that you know people will start uh will say that they want to like do something or get on board with this but then don't actually want to put in the work just kind of want to say that they're part of it
0: Yeah. Um,
2: and, and I just don't really want it to kind of look like that. That's not at all. What I'm trying to do here is have like a, I'm a good person. Here's my cool thing movement. I want Mm -hmm. it to be a real tool. Um, so before it becomes, uh, out in the world and, and, and functionable, I want to make sure it's truly that, and not just a, like a thing that didn't work right. So it's it's a pretty far out. I think it's going to be a while, but I want it to actually be um, a real thing before it uh, is fully born.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to, you know, hear about all the success because it's such an important thing to provide. And uh, mm-hmm. I just want to say like, uh, what it, today is March 7th, right? And International yes. Women's Day is tomorrow. So it's really awesome that we're talking about this. Um, is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you have going off just that since tomorrow's International Women's Day? Do you have any anything you want to say to like our listeners who are women in any field in photography, just
2: generally? Yeah, I mean, it's I I think that women in every field are doing incredible things. These this past like decade has been such a growth period for uh, women around the world, and I think that being able to see each other and in every field um, online and see and be inspired by other women across the world and across um, genres of, of jobs mm-hmm. has really made people realize that they're um, not alone in the way that they have felt in the workplace or the way they've been treated on the street. And it's been cool uh, to see all the, the men around the world kind of realizing what women have gone through uh, mm-hmm. their whole life or their, since, you know, the foundation of time. Um, So I think there's been a lot of growth and it's uh, really exciting to see so many women lifting each other up these days and kind of helping each other be better. And along with a lot of the men in in our lives, all the men in my life have been nothing but supportive and treated me as an equal. Uh, So I hope that that continues and more women get to experience that. So for everyone out there, you know, that's a woman who's listening, just know that there's so many other women listening who mm-hmm. who love you just the way you are yeah i agree
0: um so what advice would you give to someone who is trying to uh, pursue photography as a career path
2: um i let's see that's a good question i would give the advice that you truly can't give up you're gonna want to a lot um you're gonna face rejection and uh you might send 100 emails to get one response but that one response could change your life uh, for the better so i think it's important that people if they're really serious about pursuing a career in photography that they have to understand that you you're gonna have to be grinding for years before you see success and uh, as long as you're okay with putting that kind of um, filter on and realizing okay i'm going to be rejected but at some point i won't be rejected anymore I think you're gonna have a, a successful career. So you can build up a confidence level early on, knowing that and um, able to implement that throughout your career, then uh, I want you to just go for it and pursue it.
0: That's that, that's really admirable, I think, especially kind of just going off what you said um, earlier as well, taking risks and kind of being true to ourselves while also just taking chances is really important. Uh, I think for me personally, coming to the grad program, starting this podcast, as Mira said earlier, these are all kind of chances which we take and we don't know where it's going to go, but I think it's all working. It's going to work out the best uh, if we can. So, but yeah, Uh, where are the places where like our listeners can reach out to you if they have more questions and they just kind of want to talk to you about certain things?
2: Totally. The best, uh, the best way to do that is through my email. I'm horrible at responding to DMs anywhere else. So um, my email is just my name, Brittany O'Brien, and then the word photo um, at Gmail. And uh, I will definitely respond to emails. So people- We will share the
0: email me. in the description. So if anyone wants to reach out to Brittany, please feel free to do so.
2: Thank you so
1: much, Brittany. I really appreciate our conversations today. I think we ha- highlighted some really amazing- you know, topics like just taking risks, going 100%. for it. And then also just the la- the last part that you were talking about, not kind of not giving up. You know, you you're gonna face uh rejection, but you need to know that it's gonna work out in the end. I, I could really relate to that too. I'm gonna be searching for a job soon and I'm ready yeah. to be rejected, basically. But I think it's I love gonna it. work out. Yeah. Like <laughs> hopefully it'll work hopefully out. you're not yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it'll work out in the end is what I think like the big picture exactly. is so mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you so much for all that I really appreciate it
0: totally thank you guys for having me thank you again, for, so thank you again yeah. for your time I think it was a really good conversation which we had with you yeah
2: all right I'm great I'm glad to hear it and yeah I'm, I appreciate you guys deciding to talk to me that was awesome so um, I'm excited to hear more of these and, and thanks again for having me on
1: yeah thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for everyone.
0: Bye. Bye you <laughs>